Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Greg Speaks Live. I am your host, uh, of course, along with Madeline Carla Kirby. Hey. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I think we have a pretty uh, interesting show today. And uh, not just a show, but it, it is a subject that affects many of us locally, globally, and I would say the entire planet is impacted by abuse, physical, verbal abuse of some kind. And um, I, I just think that um, it's very pointed. I mean, of course, we did a post today. I'll get a chance to kind of read off some of those, uh, especially that was a specific post that I thought was quite interesting, and it started some heavy dialogue uh, regarding physical abuse and uh, verbal abuse and why. And so I mentioned that we should actually table uh, some of those thoughts, which we will be able to discuss within this platform. What did you think about the post regarding the physical and the verbal abuse? Well, I myself was just—I'm I'm just excited about it because it's neat. It's something that's not often talked about and um, needs to be addressed, especially in this day of time. If you watch the news, you, it's getting more and more prevalent. So, and it's just not against women; it's men and women. So, um, to sit and talk about it to me is extremely important, and to get different perspectives and how to deal with it, I'm just excited about today's um, show. Oh, most definitely. Mm-hmm. And with that excitement uh, taking place, I want to definitely, without delay, uh, bring our uh, special guest uh, today uh, into this conversation. Uh, her name is Alicia Jackson. Ms. Jackson, welcome to Greg Speaks Live. How are you? I'm wonderful, Gregory, and I just want to thank you for the opportunity to have to have a voice in this situation. Because a lot of times we're victims of something that we don't even know or recognize that we are a victim. And right. sometimes you, you go through life and, and you just see things the way you see what you grow up around and you see that, okay, well, this goes this way because of what you see, not because you've had a conversation about it, but because you what you've seen and you become to think that that's what, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. You know, and I had some time to think about it and I actually had uh some uh, little case study going on with that growing up Compton. I, I had an opportunity to see that, and I and I kind of identified oh, wow. a little bit with some mm-hmm. of the things that Michelle A. went through because I may have not have gone through the physical abuse, but the verbal abuse was live in my life, and you know, and I recognized it years ago, you know, and and that's why I can say that I am I am a survivor because wow. in my weakness he is strong, you yes. know, and, and and it came with the knowing. You know, I met somebody years ago, and she said, well, you're trying to take me to the club. Well, I want to take you to church. Well, mm-hmm. she saved my life. She saved my life. Because without knowing that he lives and he lives within me, I, I had no idea that there was another side, that right. there was an opportunity for me to, be, to experience something greater than I am. Mm-hmm. Now, because a lot of times we begin to think that we're great, we puff ourselves up, but it's not about you. It's right. about the God that lives within you. So, you know, I grew up thinking that relationships were supposed to go a certain way. 
that if you behave this way, then this will happen. If you believe, behave that way, then that will happen. And thinking that that was the way that it was supposed to be. But until I met him, I realized that love is something that's greater than anything or any any person can put you through, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I began to understand that my emotions come from the, the, the past things. Because a lot of times we don't realize that we go through generational things. And there is such a thing as generational curses. It can span down because Mm -hmm. what you watch and what you see is what you do. And it's it it it, it begins it become it begins to formulate in you to where you you thinking that okay, well this is acceptable. But it wasn't until I met him that I realized that love it's not abusive. It's not demeaning and belittling. It's Mm -hmm. not uh, having a person think that they lack common sense. You know, and. You know, I'm very passionate about this because this is something that I walked. You right. know, a lot of people may say, well, you were weak to this and you were weak to that. Well, I'll claim that. Right. I'll be weak. Mm-hmm. I'll take the stand and I'll say that, hey, I was weak. But right now in him, I'm strong. Right. I don't accept the things that I accepted yesterday. I don't allow people to uh, allow to, I don't allow myself to participate in those things that cause me harm. And think that it's acceptable. Right. I don't allow people to use their words to make me feel like I'm less than. Mm-hmm. Because I know that I am. And I am because he says that I am. It's mm-hmm. because his grace that I wake up every day. It's not because you said that it was okay for me to do that. See, I had the opportunity to experience some very, very horrible relationships. And I realized that I don't pick well. But you have to begin to realize that you're not picking well. And if you're not picking well, and you're not making the right choices for yourself, then you need to realize who can. Mm. Who can bring the change in your life? And if you accept him, then change can come. You know, I got a chance to read a book called Notable Quotable Angle Management Tips. And in that book, I found a couple of things. (laughs) And I just want to just share a couple of things with you all on, on this. Because I feel that this is very important because a lot of times we deal with things because of loneliness. Mm -hmm. And and it's because of loneliness that we become acceptable to certain behaviors from certain people. Because we begin to feel like we cannot be good by ourselves. Right. You know, we begin to think that uh, unless we're, like for me, example, when I got into high school, you know, when I was in middle school and so on and so forth, my father was like so stressed. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. So when I got into high school, this particular boy decided that I was the one for him, you know, and he was very, very, very controlling. But I had people in my ear chatting and not knowing any better. I listened. Oh, he's on the football team. Mm -hmm. You ought to be happy that he's interested in you. Right. So I began to think, well, you know, if the popular guy is interested in me, then hey, I must have something. Let me hang on to that. And that began a a cycle of, well, if I be this trophy, Hmm. then maybe I'll get that prize. But you have to realize what type of prize that you're willing to receive. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be the prize that man will give you? You have to act like one way at home and another way in public? Hmm. Or is it the prize of freedom? Where you're free to say what you want to say and feel how you feel and interject when you feel that it is necessary. But that comes within a knowing. So, see, I'm not afraid to say that I was weak. 
and that I allowed people to dominate me in areas of my life to the point to where I I was threatened. Well, you do this and you do that, or I'll do this or I'll do that. And I thought that that was so. But when I met him, when I met him, change came. You know, and I and I found that my life is ever changing every day, that I have to make the sacrifices. I told somebody just the other day, I'm willing to lose so that you might win. Right. If, if, if it means that I have to be sad for a time, because I know that joy comes in the morning. I've experienced it mm. enough mm. in my life to know that joy comes in the morning. Right. But if I have to make the sacrifice of letting you go so that you can grow, I'll get joy later by seeing you prosper. Because it's not on your back that I wish to stand, but it's on his solid rock. See, I used to pray a prayer when I realized when my girlfriend, she passed away now, and she was a giver, and she told me, baby, the more I give, the more I have to give. I didn't understand that philosophy because I was still in the materialistic thing. But when I realized that, hey, in my giving, there's my blessing. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times people put faith in things that can move them around, things that can to make them look up and, and, and make them look good to, towards the world. But it's not about that. Right. You know, I had to share with somebody today. I told them, I said, you know what, you lost that job. But that's that dough that you wouldn't walk out of so that hmm. you can walk into something else. Sometimes you're going to lose in order for you to win. You know, I tried to be a blessing to somebody, and they ended up blessing me. Because sometimes you got to be willing to receive a blessing. You're never at a place to where some type of change in some type of area is not going to change you to the point to where you can elevate yourself. And it's not all about materialistic things. It's all about how close can I get. Because, see, I used to look for accolades from man. But it's it's not about what I look like on the outside. Yeah, please, people tell me oftentimes that I'm very attractive. Thank you. But it's not my outside that I'm hmm. concerned about. It's right. my inside that drives mm-hmm. me. Because right. I'd rather look good on the inside. Because in the inside lies my crown, the crown hmm. that I'm going to be able to throw at his feet. Because he did it all for me. He did it all for me. But it's not until you realize that it's in, it's in him that I live and I move. And everybody has to get to the place to where they realize that, yeah, you're going to go through some stuff, but it's in going through stuff that you become a testimony. Right. You can't tell somebody how you overcame something if you never went through something. Hmm. You can't tell somebody that it's greater tomorrow and that it does get better. If you don't know it in yourself, then, hey, it does get better. Yeah, I've had somebody take my phone, throw it in a wall, and tell me not talk on it. Yeah, I had somebody drive my car really, really fast through traffic and had me think we all was going to die. But yet, I live. Hmm. I live. I'm standing here today because of his grace and his mercy. That's why I can get up in the morning and I can say, you know what, Lord, here we go. I was fortunate to meet a young lady that told me, hey, baby, you have to realize which part is yours and which part is the Lord. So when hmm. it gets too big for me, then you have to say, Lord, this is your part, and that's my part. Right. As long as I work, well, as long as I pray, I work, and I do the right thing, then he got me. 
But you got to know that he got you. Now, it, it's not it's easier said than done. Now, it's been through a whole bunch of years, and I've been through a whole bunch of stuff to get to the place that I am now, but you can't take it away from me. Because now that I hold it, you can't take it away from me. See, where you think that you are stepping on me or making me feel like I'm less than, my blessing is right around that coma, and I know it's there, and I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. (laughs) You know, I don't have to deal with with you telling me that um, a rock can speak louder than you can or or you're dumber than a box of rocks or you're the brightest Crayola in the box. I don't have to deal with that. Right, right. Now, did I take those opportunities to use that against somebody else? Yeah, I, I did. I can say that I, I, I verbally abused people because I was verbally abused. Mm-hmm. But when I realized that hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, yeah. And I tell people that when mm-hmm. you're broken, you break up folks. Right. It, but it's all about communication. Right. You have to tell somebody where you are, and you have to be willing to listen. You know, I tell You're people all the time, I'm not trying to make you be into something that you don't want to be in, because I'd rather be without you than stress you. I'd mm-hmm. rather walk alone than have to deal with you not smiling, because that's something that I do, and I brighten up everybody day when I walk in the office. Mm-hmm. I can say that. I can say that. And people will tell you that. Oh, yeah, she's going to smile. If she right. ain't doing nothing else, she's going to do it. <laughs> and she may bring bananas for the whole office. Somebody sent me a, um, they got up from their seat and walked clear across the room today. And they sent me, it was like a newsletter that my job formulates. And it has a bunch of professional people with their bananas in their hand. And they said, you know what, they forgot about you. And I said, what do you mean? I'm looking at it and I'm trying to play dumb because I know full well dumb is not my seat or my or the hat that I hold. Mm. But I just said, okay, what you mean? And they said, well, they all got bananas. And you the banana lady. They forgot about you. We need to let somebody know. I don't like bananas. I don't like bananas. But I know what bananas can do. See, bananas hold potassium. Mm-hmm. And potassium helps me. I'm not young anymore. And, you know, they say, there's a leak in this old building, <laughs> and my soul has got to move, my soul. You don't understand me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got to move. It's got to move. <laughs> the things that I used to do yesterday, yeah. I can do today. And my problem, right. no, I'm not. There's still some things that I like to do that is very worldly. Right. But I don't worry about what somebody has to say about it. Mm. Because I know that God still hears a sinner's <laughs> prayer. And nobody's mm-hmm. gonna be perfect. And when you start expecting somebody to be perfect, then you need to turn around and look at that man in the mirror. Because see, I know somebody that wants to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Because that man in the mirror ain't always pretty. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he's very ugly. You know, because we want our way all the time. You know, and sometimes when you're dealing with verbal abuse, it's just somebody trying to get their way. They don't have the right way to say it to get their way. Right. So they right. choose to use demeaning words and belittlement and try mm-hmm. to make you feel like you're less than. Right. Just to make them feel like they're better than. They right. try to use their degrees to try to determine who they are. Well, baby, I don't have one. 
but I'm a very learned individual. Mm-hmm. I told somebody that during the span of my divorce, I spent three years of reading. I don't have to just tell you. When I read a book, you can tell that I must have been reading. Mm-hmm. My understanding of what I read tells the story. Right. I don't have to. You can see my actions to know who I am. You know, mm. a lot of people try to say, oh, you look like this, you look like that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. You can fall in love with the physical, but let me rap to you for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let me let you know where I'm coming from because it's not about what I look like. It's about what I talk like, and what I talk like is what's, for, what's inside, and, baby, it's beautiful. Mm. It's come know. through many scars, but it's beautiful Yes, ma'am. because I love me. Did I love me when I was going through it, when I was listening to people tell me this and tell me that? When I was lonely sometimes thinking that, oh, Lord, mm, I need this and I need that. But I'm just going to say this, the five stages, denial, anger, and bargaining, depression, Mm. and acceptance as part of the framework that makes up our learning to live with the one we lost. See, sometimes mm-hmm. the one we lose is ourselves. And when we lose ourselves, we become acceptable. We accept things that we know are not right. But, see, that's where emotional intelligence come in at. You've got to realize how you feel and how that made you feel. And what right. can you do to turn that around? What can you do? Sometimes if all I can do is smile at the day, then I'm going to grab hold of that. Mm. Sometimes if I can just make you laugh. You know, some people tell me that you you just comedy relief. Well, baby, I know you're going through things, and you may not want to share that with me. But if I can give you that moment of joy, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. We're going to laugh a little bit. We're going to enjoy ourselves a little bit because that moment may be all that you have. We are but a prayer away from whatever it is we're going to deal with the next day, the next minute, the next hour. Uh-huh. You know, you just, you, you never know. You never know. But I do know that his grace and mercy hmm. is greater than everything. You know, I tell people that when a person is afraid of the book of Corinthians, then they're afraid to breathe. Hmm. Because breathing comes with that love. It comes with that love. Because mm-hmm. of love, you wake up every day. Because of his breath that he breathes in your body, you wake up every day, and it's because of love. Uh-huh. You know, I shared with my niece now a, a month or so ago, I told him, I said, you know why? You have to understand that what God must have went through. He was lied on, hung up there with some thieves. Mm. But yet he still said, <laughs> you can be with me and my father. Because forgiveness has to come. It's not about that person. It's about you, because if you can't forgive, you can't get past your brokenness. And if you can't get broke past your brokenness, then you're going to hurt people. Mm-hmm. And that's going to stem down, and it's going to pass away. You know, I told my son one time, he decided to say something very rude to me while I was on the phone with somebody that was trying to give me a job. You know, they thought that I was going to be out of a job, because sometimes change comes. You lose jobs, and things things happen. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, my my son took the opportunity to tell me how he felt about me, and it hurt, but it woke me up to some things because sometimes hurt 
wakes you up. It catches your attention. Because sometimes we can just go on our day and we don't even think about what we're doing. But let a little hurt come through there. A little hurt, a little lesson. Then you realize just where you are. Hey, I ain't big. He is. I still make mistakes, but what did I do today? Hmm. You know, I had to ask my son that. I said, I said, well, what did I do today? But call you and tell you that I was going to come pick you up early. Mama going to spend some time with you. But because I'm on the phone and I'm taking a minute out and giving it to somebody else, you decided to interject some negativity. And I said, well, I'm not going to let that speak for me. Because, see, I don't talk the way I used to talk yesterday because I'm not that person that I was yesterday. So what was I the am negativity? who I am today. What was the negativity? The, ne- the negativity was he, he somebody, uh, my job was supposed to play out. I'm just going to say the scenario for you, you know. My job was supposed to play out on the 5th of August. And, you know, somebody, you know, because of my work ethic, you know, you if if you work, pray, and do the right thing, then, you know, folks are going to see what you can do in, in, in the drive that's behind you. So somebody mm-hmm. called me up and said, I see uh, your job played out on Friday, not knowing that my job did not play out on Friday because I took another position. But because you haven't communicated with me, you want to well. But you mm-hmm. were willing to offer me something because you thought about me. You realize that if nothing else, she's going to make it happen. So you call me up and you begin to try to help me to get something, get a job on to where you were. Let me know that you're going to give me some record, recommendations, some accolades to get me on in there. And we're having a conversation about the job and jobs. And my son decides he's going to bust out and say, you boo-boo at your job. Oh, wow. And I said, I'm boo-boo at my job. And I'm not embarrassed to share this because... <laughs> Hey, nobody has a box to put me in because I don't reside in a box. But you know what, real quick, not to cut you off, but this, what happens is this kind of shows that abuse occurs on several different levels. It's not just, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend. It's it's, it's sometimes Mm -hmm. from our kids. It's just from parents to the Mm -hmm. the children, from the children to the parents. Mm -hmm. I mean, even from your your coworkers could be abusive. And again, Mm -hmm. once you say that tongue is very, very powerful, I'm reading a book right now. That deals with the different tongues, whether it's the gossiping mm-hmm. tongue, right. you know, the controlling tongue. So you have several different tongues. But go ahead, can you finish finish your story? So he stated that to me, and you know, the person on the phone was like, "What?" And I just proceeded on because I wasn't going to entertain it. Because what you entertain and what you allow in your life will be in your life. And once that I come within the knowing that if I don't entertain it, then it don't have to be. Once you get into that knowing, you know, you can move right along. So I continued on the conversation. And when I got off the phone and I explained to my son, I said, do you understand the word that you use? Because boo-boo is an aftermath. That's a process. That's not something at the beginning. And I said, and if I was boo-boo at my job, you wouldn't have the things you have. You wouldn't be sitting in the car riding. Children often forget who feeds them. That's right. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said you wouldn't have the opportunity to have to even be saying something like this because you probably would be breathing hard from us walking. 
You know, so you need to look around and realize that it's because of my hard work that you made it through this far. Now, at this time, you may not be living with me because you, the choices and some things that have happened up in our lives, and and I'm and it's awesome that your dad is having an opportunity to be a part because sometimes dads are not a part. You know, they want to be a part, but they're not a part. But I'm giving him an opportunity to be a part, so you ought to appreciate that in itself. But that's another story. But because he decided to say something like that, I had to break it down to him. I had to explain to him just what boo-boo was. So before you begin to open up your mouth and use certain verbiage, you need to understand what it means when you say certain things. And I had to advise him. I said, well, when, when I called you at work and I told you that I was going to come and spend some time with you, what did I do wrong? When I told you that I was going to pick you up and we were going to do this and we were going to do that, what did I do wrong? I said, so now with what you're saying to me that you don't appreciate all that I've done for you thus far and you're just going to take me down to an end process. See, boo-boo is an end process. That's an out process based on something that you have eaten that's went through the digestive system in your body, and it's an out process. So what I will do is that I'll go ahead and take you home. And I want you to think about that. I want you to think about the opportunity that you have that you've now lost. Because sometimes we don't understand that our mouths will cause us to lose certain opportunities. You know, but it was a lesson for me because my mouth had allowed me to lose a certain opportunity. Because it was an opportunity beforehand to advise my son that, hey, baby, no matter what I may have said to you, I'm sorry. No matter what I may have done to you in your life prior to, I may have worked too much, which is what they always talk about, which I try not to be like that anymore. I may have this and I may have that, which is that's their biggest deal, you know, is you work too much. You work too much and you fuss too much. You know, and this and that and other. But it's only because I want you to have an opportunity. And I got an opportunity to share that with him. You know, baby, you don't have to be with the can'ts. You can be with the can. You know, we had a long, drawn-out conversation about deciding to pick a negative thing over a positive thing. You know, and that, that that's a verbal abuse. When you decide to pick and allow people to be negative to you versus saying something to you that can bring life to you, then you put yourself in a place of where, you become a person that's just acceptable of whatever, and people will do whatever, you know. And and we got a chance to talk about a bunch of things, but that was a learning experience for me because that was like, well, Lord, you know what? I wasn't expecting that. But you're not going to always be expecting whatever comes your way. That's right. You but know. you have to understand that it's coming and it's going to come, but you have to always be ready. And one thing that I can appreciate about certain people in, in the circle that I have now, because I've lost a lot a lot of people, you know, in them not understanding, oh, you're just so hard now. No, I'm not hard. I'm just free. I'm free. I don't have to be in a box. I don't have to deal with the status quo. Right. Because he died for me, you didn't. Right. He died for me, you didn't. I don't have to deal with that anymore. You know, so that's what I'm telling my kids. You don't have to deal with that anymore. You don't have to allow people to be something in your life that's bringing you sadness. And I advised my son. I said, baby, if I'm the 
the problem for you, then I'll gladly step away. It'll hurt me because I want to be there for you. But if it's going to bring change in your life to where you can move and you can prosper, I'm willing to take that hit because a lot of people, times people are not willing to, to back off for progress. Go. Right. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you got to back off. varying reasons, too, though. It's varying reasons that they do that. And so uh, we've discussed that. Uh, I think we're right now we're like about 18 minutes uh, into the show. Uh, you're listening to Greg Speaks Live. Uh, that is the voice of Alicia Jackson, our special guest. Gregory D. Anderson, Jr., and, of course, uh, co-host Madeline Carla Kirksey. Call-in number is 516-531-9641. The lines are blowing up. Feel free to chat your questions. Again, the phone number is 516-531-9641. We'll go to the phone lines. Be sure to press 1 so we can see the question. We'll see. I'll be able to acknowledge that you're on the line to ask a question or make a comment. Press 1. Uh, that'll allow us to bring you in. Again, are you listening to Greg Speaks Live? Uh, what we're going to do is go to a uh, break. Be right back. You're tuned in to GSL, where Greg Speaks Live. Topics include anger and stress management, relationship development, business spotlight, everyday people, and celebrity profiles. Greg Speaks Live programming allows listeners to step into their purpose by hearing the difference through education, applied knowledge, Knowledge, open communication, and keeping it real. Now let the dialogue begin. It's your host, author, and anger management facilitator, Gregory D. Anderson Jr. Mickey's. The Houston Chronicle has ranked Mickey's Soul Food Cafe the number one Houston hotspot, serving oxtails that fall off the bone, irresistible smothered tender beef steak, baked chicken seasoned to perfection. That's M-I-K-K-I-S. Located at 10500 West Belford at 59. Why cook when you've got Mickey serving heaping portions of collard greens, candied yams, ooey gooey, homemade macaroni and cheese, better than mama's. Call 281-568-5115. 281-568-5115. Mickey's Soul Food Cafe, where you can taste the love. It's official right now. In four minutes or less, you. We're gonna crown all of them right now. Dedicate my mama, your mama, you, and you. Your baby's mama's mama's mama. Dedicate to you. Wife, you. If you're near a woman right now, wherever you at, turn to them and say, Dedicate to you. You are appreciated. Dedicate I appreciate just right. And the Welcome back to Greg Speaks Live. I'm your host, Gregory D. Anderson, Jr. And, of course, uh, I haven't heard you. Uh, you you're there? Is that co-host there? I'm here. Okay. <laughs> taking it all in. Saying. I'm take, taking, I'm it, taking all it all in. in. Yeah. Yes. What a word. What a word. Jackson here. 516-531-9641 is the call-in number. And, of course, I think one of the things that's important is forgiveness. Right. What are your thoughts about forgiveness, Madeline? And then to you, Lucia. Well, for me, uh, one thing that I try very hard to do is forgive. I mean, it's it's a hard thing to do, but it's pretty simple as well because once you forgive, then you can release a whole lot of other things because you can't um, grab a hold to your blessing holding on to a grudge. It's impossible. Your hand's too full. So sometimes you just, you know, move on to the next. My thing is when you wake up every morning, we have new mercies, so you should allow the same to someone else. So that's pretty much how I am. It's easy for me. It don't take much for me to forgive people. 
Um, I've been in situations where uh, people that have done me really bad have come back and had to stay with me. And believe me, I let them right on in because that's how you get your blessings. You can't hold grudges. I mean, uh, like I said, every morning we can wake up, God shows mercy on us, each one of us. So it's extremely important that you let go and let God, basically. Let go and let God. Lucy, I definitely want to to go to you regarding forgiveness. But the name of this particular um, episode, for a reason, is called Surviving Physical Surviving. and Physical Abuse. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm saying surviving, because I, I actually saw the film, and I, I, obviously you saw it too as well, was he uh, surviving the Compton. And it was it was just amazing. I didn't know all that went on with Michelet, and I knew her song. So she had that song a hit, and then all of a sudden she went off the scene. It's like, well, what happened to her? You know, she was amazing, great voice, and you know, talks a certain kind of way. I didn't know that she experienced uh, the drama, and because uh, so often success and fame appears to be so glamorous. But people never know what's going on with you behind scenes, you know, behind right. uh, the mirror. Because, again, we mm-hmm. with our eyes, we see, oh, man, traveling, they have the money, they have all that. But th- there's a lot that comes with that. There's a cost that came with that. And that film, I must say, was one film that pretty much brought me to tears. I mean, a- as a brother, you know, sometimes we as men, we don't like to say, you know, and I kind of got into my emotions and I got into my feelings here. And so that was a film that really, really moved me to really discuss it. And then it happens to be within this month here, um, of course, the month of October, uh, Domestic Violence Month. And so right. I thought it was just a great idea to, to really talk about physical and verbal abuse because this, this is something that goes on. People actually die, you know, people, I mean, all the time. I mean, this happens every day. You know, someone is killed, you know, every few minutes. And, and of course, I'm looking at even doing a panel in the weeks to come, I want to do a panel of people. I, got, I can bring you back on to Alicia and uh, to talk about, you know, some of these things. Because I think it's very, very important that we do involve, get involved with the discussing of these Yes, things. it's getting worse. And not just discussing it, mm-hmm. but also seeing, you know, being able to take uh, some points, some key points, like you mentioned the diagram. You know, there are certain things like the denial and all those things. We, we need to be able to pinpoint specific solutions to some of these problems. Of course, I don't care how much we provide solutions, even even with the drugs when they have the whole anti-drug thing. You'll mm-hmm. always be able to make a drug out of something. There'll right. always be crime. There's always going to be those elements that we fight against. There's going to be people for it, and there's going to be people against it. But if we can just yeah. try to educate people as best we can, and those who can, or at least those who are willing to grab onto the information that we're dispersing and we're putting out there, you know, if it could save a life, I think we've done something. Right. So with that being said, I want you to speak to forgiveness as well. Well, Gregory, again, I want to just thank you for allowing me the opportunity to, to be on this particular platform. You know, forgiveness is great because it, it, it allows you to move past. Mm. You know, I always say that I'm free. I'm free because mm. I can forgive. I can understand that you are where you are. I've had to forgive much in my life because I'm a vic- I'm a victim of uh, verbal abuse, sexual abuse. I've been through some things up in my life, but I've gotten to the place to where, you know, when you forgive, you're free. The burden mm-hmm. on your heart is no longer there. You no right. longer have to look at yesterday, and I don't worry about people judging me because mm-hmm. you don't have a heaven or hell to put me in. You can sit and you can have conversations about me, but is that going to stop me from breathing? is not because he he allows me to breathe. See, I can say that I am I am a survivor. And what the word survivor means to me 
is seriously under recovery, visiting, identifying victory over recklessness. Because, see, sometimes your recklessness is you. And if you can get past yourself and you can forgive somebody, then you can move on. You know, you have to realize where you are and realize that you just simply want to change. And once you do those things, you can make it. You can make it. It's not always easy, but he he never said that it would be easy. But he's always said that it would be worth it. And you just have to realize that you are worth it. You are worth being talked to. It soothes your soul. If you feel like you're being talked to as if you're less than a dog, baby, you're worth more than that. He died on that cross for you because you're worth more than that. You're worth it all. He paid it all because you're worth it all. You know, I used to tell people I used to sit up in church and I would write poems to scriptures. And some of it would be comedy relief, and some of it would be serious, and some of it would be joking. Sometimes I'd turn it into romantic soliloquies, like they used to say. I can't even pronounce it right. But I would just uh-huh. do certain things to just not to not be there. But one day, one day, I heard. And when I heard, I understood. And once I understood, I knew that, hey, you know what? What was yesterday is yesterday but the presence is before me. So you have to just realize that that is your past. People will threaten you. People will talk to you in bad ways. People may even lay hands on you. Recognize the signs. Recognize the signs. If it doesn't feel right in your soul, baby, move. You know, it may take some organization on your part. It may take some change on your part, but get to work. Get to work and choose you. It's as simple as that. You you make, make it big. When you try to give excuses for it, don't give a person excuses because they talk to you bad. Don't give a person excuses because they want to hit on you. Well, I made him mad, so he slapped me. No. That's hmm. There's, there's no yes. level of anger. And nothing Nobody. that you can say that, that gives anybody a right to put their hands on you Period. or to tell you that you're dumber than a box of rocks. Stupid is and stupid does. All of those things right. are not positive. You know, I had somebody when I lost weight told me, oh, you don't have no butt, but you hellified with some thighs. That's belittlement. You're trying to make me feel like I got to have something else to be where I need to be. No, I don't. I am because God says I am. So you can keep your words to yourself. If you don't appreciate it, the next will. You know, and you just have to realize that when you're dealing with folks that are going to mistreat you and handle you, you have to realize that who you are. And whose you are, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Change is never easy. Nobody likes it. But once you get to working on it and you realize that you put the work in, then you'll realize that it's worth it and you are worth it. So my thing is is that I hope that somebody gets an opportunity to hear and realize that you you don't have to sit up here and take somebody uh being abusive to you with their mouths or their hands just because they felt like it that day. You know, watching that surviving conference, I don't know what I would do if somebody put their hands on me. But mental abuse hmm, is deeper than somebody swinging on you Mm -hmm. because a bruise will heal. Right. But what goes on in the mind and within the soul of a person, that's it. That's something that lingers, Mm -hmm. and it lingers down through generations. Because right. hurt people do from hurt the people. Cradle, from the cradle to the grave, it lingers because so many people that I've, you know, provided anger management services 
with it's a curse. before they have said that my mom told me I was I was stupid. You wasn't nothing. Was yeah. Retarded. And they right. remember this from age six and seven. Some of them you, remember it as early as age five or even earlier. Right. But I'm just saying. And then they well, held on to this. Way right. until you're 50, that at some point, you you know, you come to that point that, hey, I know who I am. But mm-hmm. that words are powerful. They used to say sticks and stones can, you know, break my bones, but names will never hurt me. And what's going on is, I mean, it's, it's the saying goes, what a man thinks, so is he. And what he continues right. to think, he will remain. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. all about your mind. I mean, once mm-hmm. someone gets in, taps into your mind, that that destroys mm-hmm. you forever. Like she said, a bruise can heal. I could I could put a Band-Aid or put a cast on something. God made me where I could, all that could steal back up. But when he taps into your mind, that's why it says that enemy comes to steal and destroy. He's coming for your mind. He's not trying to kill you. He's just trying to make you lose your mind. That's the whole thick point of it all. And she's right. Emotional abuse is, is, I mean, not saying that one is more devastating than the other, but it lingers. And that's what's destructive when someone something gets into your mind. That's horrible. Yes, yeah, she's right about that. The battle mm-hmm. is definitely in the mind. One of the advocates from Bridges on the Troubled Water, uh, they're supposed to be calling in as well. But they were mentioning that, that a lot of times what takes place is it's for the, the insults and the, the physical abuse, mostly the, the verbal abuse and physical abuse mm-hmm. for control. Mm-hmm. It's all about power and possession mm-hmm. to control mm-hmm. that person. Mm-hmm. So well, what other reason do I have if I tell you, you're stupid, you're fat, you have no booty, uh, you're, right. you're dumb, you're stupid, you're retarded. Just, just like that. And that's the same thing. Let's go to the color purple. What was Mr. Sand? You know, right. Dumb, you're stupid. You're ugly. You're never going to be nothing. Exactly. And so what it does is it, it puts in that person's mind that, well, man, I, I need to depend on this person. I better not go nowhere. And really, it, it, it keeps them dependent on that individual. And then, like I said, right. total control. And, and that's the purpose of the insult. So what reason do I have to try to make up another person feel less than? To make them to, to beat them so far down, that's to make them depend on control. Mm-hmm. It's control. Mm-hmm. It's all it's control, control and mm-hmm. power, and that right. and, and, and that that's what they really focus a lot on: the power and control. And right. we have to be, you know, ever, you know, uh, vigilant and watchful for these things, and paying attention to the signs. Pay attention to the signs, and of course, again, we're heavy into this thing. We're gonna we definitely entertain some questions. Hey, Madeline, did you have any closing remarks? I think people have to understand that how important that is. I know as kids, me and my sister, we pretty strong willed because we that was poured into us from the time that I can remember. So it's really difficult for someone to approach us in the wrong way. Actually, a lot of people say we're intimidating, you know, for a, a man to approach us. But that's because we walk strong. You know, you when you walk with confidence, it's pretty difficult for people to approach you, you know, with foolishness, basically. So I think once you understand and you identify yourself in Christ, it's very difficult for anybody to walk up to you because they already know you're not fixed to tolerate no foolishness. So it's just very vital for people to deposit the right information, put their word into your mind and understand who you are in Christ. Therefore, you won't fall for the less than comments. You know, you know, once you know who you are, that you are a child of the king, that you are part of a royal lineage, all that other stuff, nothing's going to change your mind. You're going to know your worth and you're going to walk away from the foolishness. It's pretty simple. Feed your mind. That's what it's about. All right. Well, uh, we're going to uh, take away and take a break. Uh, 
uh, today's Greg Speaks Live is being brought to you by Texas Anger Managers. If you know of anyone that's suffering from anger, suffering from fits of rage, have them contact Texas Anger Managers. You can contact them online at www.texasangermanagers.com or contact them at 832-329-7148. It'll make a difference. What I'm saying to you this morning, my friend, even if it falls your lot to be a street sweeper, go on out in sweet streets like Michelangelo painted pictures, sweet streets like Handel and Beethoven composed music, sweet streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry, sweet streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. If you can't be a pine on the top of a hill, be a scrub in the valley, but be the best little scrub on the side of the reel. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. It isn't by size that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. <laughs> Can you hear me? You are tuned into the best talk show in the North, South, East, and West. This is the largest passenger broadcast of any aircraft of its kind, with over 2 million seated followers worldwide. We are currently flying at an altitude of 32,000 feet above ground. As we descend, you will experience turbulence, excitement, insight, and resolution. Tuned in to talk shows best in the north, south, east, west, worldwide. Hosted by Gregory D. Anderson Jr. Now buckle up. You're listening to Greg Speaks Live. Greg Speaks Live. Innovative, powerful, intelligent. Who and what you say? Greg Speaks Live. That's who, where you can get the information that changes a nation straight to the issue that matters. With voices you can trust. Greg Speaks Live, where truth and freedom ring. Hosted by Greg Anson Jr. Now here's your host, author, and certified anger management facilitator, Greg D. Anderson Jr. All right, welcome to Greg Speaks Live. Of course, surviving physical and verbal abuse is our conversation. Alicia Jackson, of course, is opening up candidly about her bouts with verbal abuse and how she overcame it. Are you a victim? Are you an enabler? Are you the perpetrator? Are you in a toxic relationship that you find it hard to leave? 
Have you made a physical or verbal violent relationship, or you're part of that status quo? GSL would definitely like to hear your story. The, the phone lines are quite hot. Of course, I definitely want to um, extend a, a total appreciation and respect for Alicia Jackson, who's brought her story. Alicia, I appreciate you and all that you've shared thus far. And uh, what we're going to do is uh, go to the phone lines. Can you hear me clearly? Yes. Okay. okay. All right. It looks like we have an area code uh, 832-503. You're on with uh, Greg Speaks Live. What's your question or comment? Area code 832-503. Do you have a question or comment? Okay, we're going to mute that person. Uh, please, if you will, uh, if you have a question, press 1. Okay, press 1. That'll put you in the queue, and it'll, it'll notify me that you have a question, and we can we can talk. Okay, because so far I do have the lines are lit up, and I had one person had a question, and it uh, looks like uh, several uh, people on the line. But you have to press 1, and then I'll, I'll, I'll bring you on at that point. So if you have a question, again, I'll repeat, press 1. Uh, the phone number is 516-531-9641. Now, Alicia, we, we were talking about uh, forgiveness. Uh, at what point did you get to the point of forgiveness? Well, you know, when I when I realized that I was only hurting myself by holding the anger inside, I realized that I had to forgive and to, to move on because forgiveness is not for that other person. It's for you, you know, and so that you may open up the doors for you to have a, a another chance at something, you know, for you to open the doors to your blessing. So, you know, if you don't think about when you try to hold something in, you're really just building up anger, unnecessary. And the only person that's, right. that's upset is you. Right? Okay. So that you is correct. Have to move on. No doubt. So uh, with with moving on, though, but so often there's a lot of people that can't move on. They find it, I mean, super difficult to move on. They're in a relationship with someone who may be financially taking care of them, and usually that's what it is. It's a lot of financial intimidation uh, that's taking place, uh, combined with verbal abuse. It's like, well, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? So, when you, I mean, what would you say to a woman that's in that situation where she has, you know, financial she's being well taken care of. I know you kind of answered it earlier, but for those who just came on the line, I'd like to know what what are your thoughts on that? You have to think about your situation and what's more important to you. Because materialistic things, they fade away, they get old, and they they need to be replaced. But your life can't be replaced like that. Your health can't be replaced like that. You know, you have to decide what's better, me to be living and be healthy living or for me to continue to be in bondage behind that I don't even feel like is a home. Because a lot of times when you have a place to stay and you got people taking care of you, then you have to follow their rules. And their rules may mean that you have to listen to their verbal abuse. They don't talk down to you. From the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, they got something negative to say, and they're not pouring anything positive into your spirit. Then you open up the door to depression. So you just have to decide what it is that's more important to you. Do you want to live your life 
based on okay, I'm I'm, I'm riding well. I, I got this. I don't have to do no work. I don't know. And then you have nothing else. Nothing else. You're empty. You just exist. Right. So it's just a conscious choice, and you must begin to plan. Because you can't just jump up and run, or you can. It depends on how you feel. Because sometimes when you take a stand, when you have nothing, then God got something to work with. He can have That's it. Right. But you just got to realize that there's plenty of organizations that are out there, plenty of classes to help you get yourself situated and get your mind right. Because sometimes it's a mind thing. It ain't even about what's around you. It's about you yourself. So, you know, it's just things that you can tap into, but it's a conscious decision that you have to make. Well, with, with that being said, I definitely, you're listening to Greg Speaks Live. Uh, one of the comments when we, when we did a post uh, yesterday, and uh, George Levice had something to say. He had mentioned that um, <clears throat> it, it shouldn't be only about surviving an abusive relationship. Okay, but also recognizing abusive tendencies and traits uh, in a potential partner uh, to avoid an abusive relationship altogether. And he said making a wise decision, not one based on what, you know, basically what, what a person can do for them. You know, just keeping up with a certain lifestyle. So some women are, are taught that abuse is a part of a real relationship, taught, by, taught, taught that family members and friends, they just taught this growing up, you know, by family and friends. Speak to that. Well, it is a learned behavior sometimes, but sometimes it's just us and our want. Our want and our not willingness to do it and get it for ourselves. You know, so it just depends on how you look at it because it is a bad decision when you want something and you're not willing to work for it. It is a bad decision when you when you have not decided that, hey, there's something greater out there for me. There's something that I can do to elevate myself. You have to have that certain mind frame. You know, just like I was looking in that book uh, that somebody blessed me with, that notable, quotable angle management tip. Yeah, you know, it, I it, definitely it appreciate that, by the way. Appreciate that plug there that you gave me. And plus, you know, you, your support and purchase, I really appreciate that. And so you, you said you, you found some new jewels in there. What, what did you find? I found several jewels in there, you know, and I was able to share one earlier, you know, and, and this is just one I just want to drop on somebody right now because sometimes okay. we just get these old nuggets that you can just drop in, you know, just let it drop on in now. You know, depression right. comes when you feel like you can't get away. But how about you go to page 30, well, I'm going to say page 35 and notable quotable angle management tip in case you decide to make that purchase <laughs> would be a good decision. I appreciate okay. that. Okay. Uh, the first quote says, get away from the place that makes you feel comfortable with your depression. Don't get comfortable with uncomfortable feelings. You know, you as a human being knows what makes your soul delight and what grieves your soul. Know the difference. Know that you can make a difference in your own life and search towards that. Search towards it. And if you don't know how to make the decision that's best for you, ask the Lord. Just just call on him. I like to always tell people, you know, you may not know God has many names, but he's Emmanuel, and he is God with us. You know, and he's, and he's all present and he's all knowing. So right where you are, just ask him. Ask him and wait. And he'll answer you. Just, just know yeah. that it's a way out of everything that you can get yourself into. And don't let loneliness make your decision for you. 
Because sometimes you shouldn't have to. Don't be afraid of being alone. Be afraid right. of what loneliness, what what loneliness entails. Because you can be in a house full of everything and still be lonely. Some of the richest people and and that have accomplished much, like Robin Williams, he's accomplished much. He's brought me plenty of humor in my life. Oh, absolutely, me too. And for him he's at the end of his life to decide, that's right. And for him to decide that he could make it, you know. Just because adversity came, the struggle came, and it became yeah. real to him. Where well, it's real to some of us every day, right now, right, right where we are, you know. So just recognize what your problem is and start searching for, for solutions. Don't always have right. a bunch of excuses, you know, because excuses, yeah. are, that's all they're going to be. They're empty, and, they, and, they, and they, they're endless. If anybody can come up with one. You know, oh, make right. a decision towards your life, towards what's best for you. Yes. Uh, you are listening to Greg Speaks Live. That is the voice of Alicia Jackson. And we're talking about verbal abuse, physical abuse. And I really hope that you who are listening have heard something that has been beneficial. I see many of you on the line. Press 1. I repeat, press 1 if you like to ask a question or make a comment. And I'll bring you on. Of course, uh, we are in the last uh, few minutes uh, of the show. Looks like we have about two minutes, 48 seconds left. And um, basically the thing I wanted by uh, taking on this subject, surviving physical and verbal abuse, is that, of course, this is the month, domestic violence month. And a lot of it's going on. I mean, people do get abused, I mean, verbally, insults. You know, constantly put down, being told uh, all kinds of things, whether you're, you're ugly, men and you're women. Distant. Yeah, men and women, exactly. And so, you know, I, I've experienced, you know, verbal abuse, you know, a little physical, but, you know, my, my thing is verbal abuse, it is something that is very, very serious. Because when you have a person that you're involved with that's constantly either with a put down, either being negative, they're never finding anything positive about what you're doing. That's a problem. That is a problem. So, again, it, it is real critical. I do want to thank you uh, definitely, Alicia, for your time. And uh, I'm going to try to go ahead and go to the, uh, the phone lines here. Um, we're going to go to the uh, phone lines. Looks like I have a 832-212. You're on live with Greg Speaks. Do you have a question or comment? Eight three two two one two. Okay, we're going to put you back on mute. Eight three two five zero three. Oh no, actually eight three two seven one five. You're on live with Greg Speaks. Uh, what's your question or comment? I just want to comment about uh, your your speaker today. She's done an awesome job articulating what has gone on with sexual and physical abuse. Uh, and I am so elated that she takes us all back to our maker, our creator, and that we have to have a true and legitimate relationship with him to be brought out of abuse. We can't do it by ourselves, that everything comes from him. And so I just want to applaud to you, Greg, for hosting this show and bringing the topic to light uh, at this point in time in our juncture and to commend the speaker for all that she's done. Kudos to you and Dad. Yeah. Bless you both. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Okay, we we'll definitely appreciate it. 
And uh, thank thank you very much for your call. Okay. And so uh, again, we have you know several people on the line. Again, my my goal in this again is to make sure that whoever you are, if you're listening, that if you're in a relationship that is hurting you, someone's hitting you verbally, insulting you, you can get out of that. And it's okay if you leave that situation. It's okay. And don't get me wrong, sometimes it, things may not be as convenient or comfortable, but to put up with abuse day in and day out, it's supposed to be a support system. You know, when you're involved with someone, you love someone, love can also make you blind. I, I call something, I call it love. <laughs> you know, a lot of times people are in love. You hear me, Alivia? They're in love. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. not a situation to where they're, they're really, and, and then you fall in love. When you fall, you're you're blind. You're not growing. Okay, you're supposed to grow in love because when you grow, you see little things. You're not blind. That does not mean you have to turn a deaf ear to a person cheating on you. You have to turn a deaf ear to someone that is, um, again, constantly insulting you. So, again, we are out of time. I definitely want to thank you for your time, Alicia. I'm going to go ahead and end promptly, I'm trying to be a little bit more uh, on time. How about that? And so, again, uh, surviving physical and verbal abuse, we will revisit this. I'm going to have a panel, and hopefully I bring Alicia back again. I really enjoyed you as a guest, and I definitely want to thank you. Do you have any closing comments? Love yourself. Alicia. Pardon me? Love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Okay, love yourself. Okay. Love yourself. All right, and give yourself a big hug. I appreciate that, Alicia. Uh, You've been listening to Greg Speaks Live. And, of course, we're on every Saturday, 2 p.m. And, of course, if you have a a business, a product, or service that you'd like to advertise, feel free to call us, 832-329-7148. Again, it's 832-329-7148. Forty-eight, And if you know someone that need anger management, call 832-329-7148. Also, i got to drop this and appreciate the, the plug, Alicia. Um, of course, I have a book. It is entitled Notable Quotable Anger Management Tips. And I think that's one of the greatest feelings in the world when someone tells you how much they appreciate it, reading your book. And then they read pieces of your book to you and to your audience. I mean, it was just phenomenal. This show was very, very powerful. I think it was very impactful, and I hope that it it goes. Please share it, comment, and again, you know, this is violence, this abuse has got to stop because it's not love. Remember to live each day as if it was your last because it can very well be. I'm Gregory D. Anderson, Jr. It's been Greg Speaks Live. Once again, thank you, Alicia Jackson, uh, for being my guest. Take care and God bless. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die.
it to him, say, wanna be where you are. Gotta be, gotta be where you are. I wanna be morning, my friend, even if it falls your lot to be a street sweep. Go on out in sweet streets like Michelangelo painted picture. Sweet streets like Handel and Beethoven composed music. Sweet streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweet streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. If you can't be a pine on the top of a hill, be a scrub in the valley, but be the best little scrub on the side of the reel. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. It isn't by size that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. <laughs> yeah, go. Can you hear me?
You're tuned in to talk shows best in the north, south, east, west, worldwide. Hosted by Gregory D. Anderson Jr. Now buckle up. You're listening to Greg Speaks Live. Greg Speaks Live. Innovative, powerful, intelligent. Who and what you say? Greg Speaks Live. That's who, where you can get the information that changes a nation straight to the issue that matters. With voices you can trust. Greg Speaks Live, where truth and freedom ring. Hosted by Greg Anson Jr. Now here's your host, author, and certified anger management facilitator, Greg D. Anderson Jr. 